Hey, hi, hello. Welcome to Dark Yarnus, your, uh, your weekly stitching bitch, where we spin you a tale most strange and unusual. I'm Krista, and uh, I have nothing witty to say this time. <laughs> I'm Tracy, and I am just probably going to quit my job. I was secretly hoping you would say Chauncey is my bitch as dry as you did before. Cause I, mean, that... I mean, Chauncey is my bitch. Oh, Chauncey. <laughs> Chauncey? <laughs> I mean, I, I'm... He's I think... your bitch. You can call him whatever you want. Exactly. Fuck, I'm an idiot. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, life changes in my department lately, and things have been going so much better, and now I actually have time to do research and to do things consistently again. Thank fucking God. Let me just say, if you are working a job that is working you to death and you want to leave, do it. Just fucking do it. I yep, know yep. it can be hard. I know you have, like, things you have to take into consideration. I totally get that. Fucking leave. You are worth more than that, damn it. Yeah, that's what I'm working on. I believe in you. You are fucking worth more than that, Tracy. <laughs> if I have to walk into whatever office and drag you out, <laughs> I just, I'll bring like a, a great sword or a battle axe or something. <laughs> Be like, she's leaving now. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> yeehaw, yeah. baby. Yeehaw, baby, indeed. <laughs> Um, All right, so what are you working on today, craft-wise? So I am uh, sewing a dress. I, I already told you this, but I'm going to it, say it to the, the voidlings out there. Um, I have a friend. Her name is Ashley. She does uh, boudoir photography. I mean, she also does like other types of photography, but it's mainly boudoir. Um, and every Halloween, she does a series uh, under one of her names. It's Nightmare Imagery, but... It's art concepts that she loves to do because she loves creepy shit, which girl, same. Um, and we get to do these. We just have to bring our own outfit since it's such a discounted price. Mm -hmm. um, so I am working on a weird flowy dress for a water nymph suit. S shoot. <laughs> um, and it's such a weird feeling because I definitely. It's a suit shoot. A suit shoot. <laughs> a suitless shoot. Shoot, shoot, shoot. Badoop, badoop, badoop. Um, it's definitely weird for to be hand sewing again for the first time in years, but that's the quiet option. So that's what I'm going to do. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> so, and I'll just bust out the machine again later and it'll be great. Um, I might be getting a sewing machine for my birthday. Ooh. So it's very much like, yay, another hobby. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's okay. So I definitely. Um, I've been wanting to learn how to sew for years. Mm -hmm. I they had the machines at Aldi and they were like eighty bucks and I'd said eh, I'll that's wait, actually I'll not wait. that bad for well, a sewing machine. Yeah, and then it got to the point where a couple months later they only had one left. It was on clearance for sixty, and I said, <gasps> "You're going in my cart." That is a steal. Most like really good sewing machines. Mm -hmm. Like I've been looking at them on uh, Amazon, and the best one I could find for like the best price is about like eighty dollars. Yeah, for like something that will have like not just the basic stitches. Yeah, something where I can actually make buttons yeah. and hemming and stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, in terms of what I'm making today, I have. I, I have motivation to make things, but just not the things I need to make. And I discovered this really cute crochet pattern. And I'm going to look her up real quick so that any of you crafty voidlings out there want to make this as well. You're, that's awesome. Do the thing. I won't gatekeep here. It's a free pattern. 
go do the thing, go make the thing. Anyways, uh, there's these uh, cute little toadstool mushrooms that uh, stand about maybe, would you say that's like three inches? Three to four, yeah. Three to four inches long. And, um, oh, I definitely thought I was going to sneeze. I something, <laughs> and then as soon as I ducked, it said, no, bitch, you just got to look dumb now. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, but they're really cute. I've, this is probably my ninth one I've made. And I'm just, they're, they're cute. They're super fast. So if you are someone who likes to, um, make quick small things that you know will sell. Um, this is this is a really good thing. Uh, it's called if you are on this website called Ravelry. It's a bunch of free crochet and knit patterns. Uh, it's called Tiny Shiny Mushroom by Julia. It's tiny shiny mushroom. Yep, by Julia uh, Dipenveen. Uh, that's D I E P E N V E E N. So yeah, look up Tiny Shiny Mushroom by Julia. The word I just spelled out. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not doing that again. Um, it's very easy to follow. Uh, she says to use a 3.0 hook for those who do crochet out there and know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I use 4.0 and it makes it a little bit bigger, which I like things a little bit bigger. So- <laughs> Did I, ever tell- I don't think I've told you this. <sighs> so my first job ever was at Jimmy John's, right? <laughs> and they serve uh, eight inch sub sandwiches. I remember this was, there was this couple, they were like a younger couple. Mm-hmm. Um, came in to try some for the first time or whatever. And I guess they were, oh God, what was it? I think he was asking about sizes and like, oh no, we just have the one size. Like, oh, you know, used to like a six inch or a 12 inch. And I'm like, I don't know, man, I'll take an eight inch any day. It got a chuckle out of them. So <laughs> my other favorite time, oh my God. My other favorite time was when, uh, <laughs> two police officers came in looking for lunch and they had also never been there before um and the person was up at the register i was there ready to make the sandwich and they're like oh well we just don't know what to try and i said might i recommend the number 17 because it is a popular sand well, that's all i said and i recommended that 20 percent because it's a popular sandwich with ham and bacon but 80 percent because it's called the ultimate porker and that man looked up and he read it and said, no, I don't think I will. <laughs> and the other one just didn't say anything. <laughs> oh my God. That's great. That's. <laughs> I was. <laughs> Bravo. I was 20 years old and depressed. What have I got to lose? <laughs> Let them be mad at me. They can't do anything. You got freedom of speech. <laughs> Oh my Jesus God! Christ, that's it. It felt right. It's amazing. <laughs> Ultimate Porker. <laughs> oh my God! Oh no! <laughs> Do you know something disgusting about Jimmy John's? Absolutely. Uh, so <laughs> I don't remember what her name was, so I can't tell you like the name of the sandwich. But what is now today? known as the number three totally tuna was originally named after his sister <gasps> gross <laughs> ah, did she just like tuna i hope so i don't i i don't know I swear to god that man's on so many drugs i fuck it ugh. i mean i've i've heard that 
like majority of <laughs> Jimmy John's workers either get the job if you have a like speeding ticket records. <laughs> and it's very much the place for stoners. Oh god, yeah. That's what I mean, that's what I've heard if if you work at Jimmy John's and are not a stoner, I'm I'm sorry if I offend. But if you're at Jimmy John's and a stoner, you 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 you, you are you belong. Not, you are not the minority if you work at Jimmy John's and are a stoner. <laughs> Let me tell you that. I literally ha- used to have uh coworkers straight up like sell to each other. <laughs> like my guys, my guys, we are on the clock. Can you not? <laughs> yeah, I just. Oh my god. Yeah, fucking dummies bunch of fucking dummies i'm here for it though. it's i mean for the most part i it's just a lot of the people i worked with were also assholes and i didn't realize it at the time because uh, i was very you know this is like i got my first job at 18 and i was very naive and quiet and was like oh okay that's nice i guess and now that i look back i'm like you're all a bunch of shitheads mm-hmm. what the fuck oh okay enough about dumb overpriced sandwiches and shitty working conditions um I'm going to talk to you about something else that will just break your fucking heart. Um, trigger warning, because this is a story involving the death of a child. Um, uh, sorry, I had to pause for water. All right. Um, oh, good idea. Yes. Oh, oh no. Oh, no. Where is my... Oh. <laughs> I found it. Okay, thank God. <laughs> I was going to have to start thinking of jokes. Oh, one more thing before I forget. I just want to bring up how... <laughs> so we've talked about your uh, Mormon neighbors previously. Um, I just still here. <laughs> I just wanted to bring up... Do you remember a couple months ago when I sent you a screenshot of that Facebook market? <laughs> it's like a local online garage sale thing. Um, and <laughs> somebody was... Holding up uh, like a picture of, or holding up a Bible in the picture, right? And talking about like, oh, might I interest you in the good word, blah, blah, blah. But I could tell it was your fucking apartment complex in the background. <laughs> and I said, your neighbors. <laughs> I recognize that tree. And then I looked at it. I'm like, yep, that's them. I'm also 90% sure I saw them riding bikes on the way here because I'll take that road that cuts down by the river and it has that bike trail mm-hmm. and i i only think it was them because of their nice uh dress shirt and pants i mean you're not wrong that's them <laughs> okay that is them okay that is them oh boy okay they've been better <laughs> yeah they go I outside haven't... now thank god oh. i think they got a gym membership so it's less boom, 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 all the time well, or it's... they just got a new it's summer father brother <laughs> father <laughs> what like, they call each other's, like, brother something, or I'm father something, I'm something, something. Oh, oh. Uh, hold up, hold up. I I've, I gotta look this up now. Our um, father, who are in the gym, hallowed be thy way. <laughs> Did Google you- autocorrect it to moron. <laughs> oh, God. Damn. Oops. There we go. Um, what the fuck? Deacon? Leaders. There we go. No, not bishop. Uh, what is it called? I don't know. It's driving me crazy. I, I don't like this. Why are they... Oh, it is brother and sister. Okay. 
brother something brother yeah okay 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 yeah. it's by brother so <laughs> it, that took forever sorry andrew you have a lot of editing he's just gonna call us he's not even gonna like text us he's gonna be so fucking irritated that he's gonna do like a group call on facebook he's gonna be like hey are you both listening shut the fuck up and get to your topic <laughs> um <laughs> And on that note, another distraction, I started scrolling through Facebook because that's what I do to keep my hands busy, and I landed on Cocaine Bear. Apparently, this is going to be a film in 2023, inspired by- Oh, okay, that's a real story. <laughs> yeah, I was just- That's a real story. Because the first thing is inspired by true events that took place in Kentucky in 1985. Yeah, this uh, bear- <laughs> Ingested 88 pounds of pure cocaine. And went on a rampage. Oh, I'm going to cover that. I'm going to fucking cover that. <laughs> Saving this picture, sending it to boyfriend so I can remember to look at it later. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I need you to remind me of this, please. <laughs> I must spread the word. <laughs> I must spread the word of the cocaine good, bear. <laughs> the good word of cocaine bear. Brother cocaine bear. <laughs> Brother bear? okay okay uh time I was going for the mormon joke but... i know but like i just <laughs> cocaine brother cocaine there is so much to spit out <laughs> okay Ooh. okay time to get serious and sad for a little bit okay comfort water comfort water because we're gonna talk about something really fucked up okay um this is the story of April Marie Tinsley. Um, April was born in March 18th, 1980 in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Wait. Oh, yeah. 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 You had the same, re- literally the same reaction the last time. <laughs> <laughs> Hometown? Like, <kids>? What? <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, oh, I God. Damn it, the, I should have looked at these before coming here because I started with her background and then just immediately jumped to 1988. Oh. <laughs> so she lived a life, um, hopefully a really good life between 1980 and 1988. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, here we go. We're jumping right into the fuckery. Uh, April 1st, 1988. This was Good Friday and there was a half day at school leading into spring break. Um April was eight years old, and she walked home from her elementary school with one of her friends around 11.30 in the morning. Around 12.30, she went went to her friend Nicole's house. She brought her umbrella with her because it was raining off and on. Um, April and Nicole went to a nearby park until about 2.30, and then they went to their friend Denise's house. And once there, April realized that she had forgotten her umbrella at Nicole's. Around 3.05, she leaves alone to go get her umbrella. Um... April had been told by her parents to be home by 3.30, so at 3.45, her mom, Janet, walks over to Nicole's house to see if April's still there. Nicole was there, April's umbrella was there, but April was not there. Um, so her parents immediately start gathering neighbors to help look for her. None of them have any luck finding her over the next four hours. At 7.30 p.m., they call the Fort Wayne Police Department, who take a photo of April and a description of her clothes that day, which was pink sneakers, blue pants with heart decals, um, a pink and red jacket, and a blue turtleneck, which just sounds really fucking cute. It does. I was about to say, that sounds adorable. Very 80s, 90s cute. Yes. Which I'm glad the 90s are coming back. 
Except low-rise jeans. Low-rise jeans can stay away. I love the flare jeans, though. I can respect them. (laughs) (laughs) I I never outgrew my emo phase. I just wear skinny jeans until the day I die. Uh, That's fair. That's fair. See, I was the goth kid, so trap pants. I'm like... Trip "Mm, pants. I definitely wore some of those in high middle school and high school. I love those. I didn't own any. My parents were like these are really fucking expensive you might not even like these in a month so i just borrowed my friend's pants that's smart yeah yeah all right so um investigators figure that she was abducted almost immediately after leaving her friend's house since she never made it to get to her umbrella uh many officers and volunteers spend the next three days searching for her and on the afternoon of monday april 4th a jogger going down county road 68 in dekalb county sees something lying in a ditch it's in standing water from all of the recent rain it was the body of a little girl police took a picture of her and took it to the tinsleys to confirm that it was april she was found 20 miles outside of her home and no attempt had been made to cover her body she was yeah i just dumps that fucking for the voidlings i made a face like oh "Oh, seriously yeah like obviously any act like this is disgusting especially when it happens to a child but to just like do that to somebody and then treat them as trash after the fact is it adds to the the horror Mm -hmm. okay um so she she was kind of hard to see from the road, so it's honestly really lucky that the jogger had been out that day and he was able to find her before any more evidence had been lost since she was kind of in the water. Um, police assumed that she had been killed elsewhere and dumped earlier that day, otherwise they probably would have found her sooner. Um, oh, God damn it, why did I... Uh, I hate that I included this, but um, she still had a basket of uneaten Easter candy waiting for her at home because it was supposed to be Easter Sunday that because she went missing on Good Friday oh god we can't take I have to read these things before coming here (laughs) it's been months since I looked at this I hate myself right now okay um so DeKalb County coroner performed the autopsy later in the night he determined it to be a homicide and that she had been suffocated 24 to 48 hours ago she had been sexually assaulted and redressed. Um, there was semen on her underwear, and the coroner was able to save a sample. Um, uh, her clothes had some of her clothes had been put on inside out, um, and her pants had been left unbuttoned. One shoe was on, and the other was on the side of the road, and an earring was missing that was never recovered. Oh, uh, yeah. Don't wanna. Um, mm. The case is classified as an abduction and murder, and the FBI becomes involved. So, after the news breaks, one of the neighbors comes forward and said that she had seen a girl that matched April's description being carried away in a beat-up blue pickup truck that had loud pipes. Uh, The neighbor worked with a sketch artist to make a composite sketch that was released on April 7th. Police said that they were looking for this man for questioning, and he was described as white, around 150 pounds, in his 30s, had longish, wavy blonde hair, a long face, and hooded eyes. This sketch helped produce over 40 tips in the first few days, at least. Hooded eyes. My brain can't really compute what that means. So, is I, that like I don't, like eye bags? N- not not like below the eye, but like the but top like, of the. It's so like larger eyelids. Like kind of. I don't. It's something that if I saw a picture, I'd be like, ah, yes, this is what a hooded eye looks like. But it's almost. Uh, I don't want to say extra skin, but 
hooded eyes. Google to the rescue. Um, images. <coughs> what the fuck am I? <laughs> this doesn't help me. These just look like normal eyes. I know, I only know about them because I have a friend on Facebook that uh, posts about hooded eyes a lot because she does makeup and like she posts tips about how like, hey, here's how to do extra so that way your makeup actually shows up with your hooded eyes. Okay. okay. I see. I see. So, okay. Yeah. All right. I get it. Okay. Cool. There, I found a chart. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> it was actually for makeup. Oh, okay. So, okay. I found a chart. So basically... It's your eyelid, but it's hidden by the, by the part the, of your eyebrow, kind of. Kind like of. eyebrow. Like the, the skin of. between, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. It makes eyeshadow harder. Yes. That's all I meant. <laughs> <laughs> it makes eyeshadow harder, and it is an identifying feature in this asshole. Okay. Um, okay, so another witness comes forward saying they saw a blue truck stopped in the middle of DeKalb County Road 68, early in the morning on Sunday, which would have been the day before they found April. Um, the reality of the situation was that the police didn't have much to go on, so they interviewed all registered sex offenders in the area, as well as owners of blue trucks, and between Allen and... Oh, holy fuck, okay. Between Allen and DeKalb County, there were over a thousand blue trucks. Um, huh. Yeah, that's... Uh, I mean, that kind of checks, but... <laughs> Indiana, the middle of the Midwest, trucks, blue farmers, what? Everywhere. <laughs> I'm low key surprised it's only a thousand. Um, I was like, oh yeah, that's not. Oh well, that checks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so police tracked down a man that they had received 134 calls about. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, people said that he resembled the drawing and had access to a blue truck. The 34-year-old local gang member named Everett Dwayne Scholl Jr., who went by Moose, was even picked out of a lineup by a witness. Um, what? Moose? Moose. I I don't know. I don't care. This man is garbage. Um, <laughs> so he was questioned for eight hours and had hair and blood samples taken. His friends and family were also questioned. Uh, days before April was kidnapped, people had seen him staring at two young girls, saying that he wanted to assault them. Um, Jesus. Yeah. He was also a suspect in an unrelated child molestation case. Um, while these things are definitely intriguing, they are not hard evidence of April's murder. Uh, so there's only so much you can do. Um, so the Tinsleys buried April on April 8th. They had a lot of help from neighbors to do so and even bought clothes in her favorite color to bury her in, which was blue. Um, after the funeral, police took the guest book so they could see who all attended. Oh, smart. Yeah, that that's a thing that pops up in many cases. Um, so investigators were actually trying their hardest to use DNA. It was still a very new thing, having only been used to solve a case for the first time roughly two years before in 86. Um, oh, yeah, this yeah. is the 80s. Yeah. So DNA is very... Very like, new. Very new science. crude, very... We're figuring this out, maybe. Um, the Allen County prosecutor at the time very much wanted to use DNA to be able to get the right person, not just any person. There were at least five men that gave DNA samples to compare to the semen sample that was found. None of them matched. And the sample itself was not big enough for the technology at the time to, to, to detect her attacker's DNA. Um, the case grows cold until May of 1990. The 
killer left a message on the side of a barn in <gasps> Grable. Um, and it read, I kill eight-year-old April Marie Tinsley. Did you find her other shoe? Ha ha, I will kill again. Oh my God. Yeah, there's pictures of this and it's like very crude, almost childlike handwriting, but also hmm. like obviously not a child since, you know, driving a truck and being fucking awful. Like, uh, child in the head. God. Childish. Say something just garbage. Immature. That's the better word for I, it. I suppose. I don't know. Well, I don't I don't know what garbage. He's garbage. 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 Um I that's an insult to garbage everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just wasn't expecting just, that. <laughs> that's my feelings on offenders of all kinds. You're all I'd call you garbage, but that's mean to the garbage. Um, so uh we are doing another time jump. From 1990 to 2004. Huh. Yeah. Two. Ta. Yeah. Well, and just think it happened in 88. So that's even two more years on top of the 14. Uh, Yikes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so. That's, uh, hmm. Feelings well, about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lots of it. It gets worse and then it gets better. But it, yeah. So fast forward to Memorial Day weekend of 2004. A seven-year-old girl finds a plastic bag on her bicycle and brings it to her mom. Inside... Oh, God. I didn't want to burp. Okay. Inside the bag is a used condom and a note that said... Uh, this is gross and uncomfortable, so maybe fast forward if you don't like want to hear those things. It's a um, trigger warning. Yes, that's the words. I, uh, I hate saying trigger warning without knowing what to categorize it as but i can't think of a single word to be like trigger warning this is fucking awful uh, uh, gra uh graphic sexual con uh sexual uh, sure no that's that works we'll figure we're gonna i'm gonna let's make notes to remember the right words to write down the right words and just have right the, words for certain triggers yes okay so um and the note says Hello, honey. I've been watching you. <gasps> I am the yeah. I am the same person that kidnapped, rape, and killed April Marie Tinsley. <sighs> you are my next victim. If you don't report this to the police, or I don't see this in the paper tomorrow or on the local news, I will blow up your house, <gasps> killing everyone but you, and you will be mine. Um. Oh my God. Yeah. This girl lived about 16 miles north of Fort Wayne, but there were three other girls in Fort Wayne who received the same notes. Uh, some got used condoms, while others got naked Polaroids of the man uh, dodging himself. Uh, yeah. Uh, all I wrote next was, these notes are fucking gross and vile. Ugh. Disgusting. Okay. 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 So, um... The FBI definitely thought this behavior was odd. The killer killed, was dormant for two years, left a message, dormant for 14 years, terrorized children, and then went dormant again. But nonetheless, it was from the killer, and that meant they had more evidence to work with. The photos themselves showed the man's legs, and from that they could tell that he was white in his 40s or 50s and weighed 185 to 190 pounds. I put in parentheses, which dot 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 does not help narrow it down here in Indiana. <laughs> I was going to say, I know, like, three people, like, I have to say, I could fit the second half of that description of weighing 190 pounds, but, 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Fucking Christ. <laughs> I'm gonna fuck... God, no, it's... Oh, I'm sorry to everyone who hears that fucking noise. Okay. <laughs> Bong. <laughs> okay. So, starting over. Hopefully he just fucking cuts that. And if not, well then, hey guys, I'm a fucking idiot. But I'm not. I'm just clumsy and not spatially aware. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to remember to be nicer to myself. It's hard. Okay. So, uh, investigators were also able to ask the public if they knew anyone who was still using a Polaroid camera as they were nearly obsolete by this time. Police also tried to find the unique-looking bedspread that the man was sitting on in the picture. It was mar- maroon paisley pattern, which gross, but okay. Uh, Can't do paisley. I've I tried it. I like colorful paisley, <clears> like <throat> my the the shirt I'm wearing this is my grandma's. I refer to it as an acid shirt because of all of the colors and swirls. It does kind of look like something you'd see while on acid. Yeah, I wouldn't know. I've never done that, but I've had a friend. <laughs> I've seen movies, so I had a, that's about all I can tell. I posted about it on Facebook and referred to it as the acid shirt, and I had a friend message me that was like, I'm 100% going to look at your shirt next time, and I'll let you know what I see. <laughs> Thanks, friend. Um, so, okay. Uh, they tried to find this uh, like pattern or sheet in retail settings and even went to local hotels to see if they could find a match. Okay. Uh, fingerprints were found on the notes, but did not match anyone in APHIS. They were able to take samples from the condoms and determine the samples matched the sample that had been found in April's underwear. Um, so it was indeed the same person. That's a step. Yes. Unfortunately, his DNA was not in CODIS. So, uh, FWPD was the first department to partner with Paraben Labs to try out genetic phenotyping. Um. Ooh, neat. Yes. So, another time skip to August of 2014. Uh, yeah. They were able to give um, FWPD a computer-generated composite sketch based off of the killer's DNA. The image was released to the public in 2015, but it didn't bring forward any tips. In 2016, the company had uh, refined their technology and a new sketch was generated. This had been enhanced by a forensic artist to more accurately show age progression as well. So... I just want to say technology is fucking amazing and scary. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Especially with this next part. Uh, So, in 2018, Paraben announced that they... Well, fucking, I don't know how to read. 2018? 2018. That was only four years ago. Yes. (gasps) I don't know if you remember when this was... Oh, my God. Wait, yeah, I do. Yeah. We'll we'll hold. We'll we'll discuss because I do want to... Yeah. Um, so in 2018, Paraben announced the commercial availability availability of genetic genealogy. Uh, they got in touch with FWPD and explained how this method might be able to crack the case. So the police department raised the funds, and they were hopeful, as just a month earlier, this technology was used to solve the Golden State Killer case, Ooh. which is another one I want to cover. But Jesus Christ, that is insane! Like something like. I know he had, like, 13 murder victims and something like 60-plus sexual assaults. Oh, my God. All up and down the state of California. Like, he went unsolved for 40-plus years. Jesus. Yeah. Um, but genetic genealogy got that fucker. And so... I'm also going to take a water break. Yes. Okay. Um, I abbreviated it as GG in my notes. Good game. <laughs> Good game, fam. Good game. Good game. Okay. So genetic genealogy is kind of where DNA meets traditional re- genealogy. Re- genealogy. Genie fucking I can't say it right. <laughs> <laughs> so 
the genie what yes um god i remember i watched a video to try and understand and explain it more this is a concept that i understand but words are hard i don't know how to fucking yeah. say words so bear with me if all else fails we'll it'll come up in another case and we'll have a better just understanding of it later i'm trying <laughs> so uh people have been researching their roots but records aren't always the best dna is able to help lead people in the right direction of where to look sometimes people hit brick walls of i'm not sure where to research next so genetic testing can determine things like ethnicity and this can give you a path to search down Mm. Uh, genetic genealogy can also be used to ID unidentified bodies by determining the relationship of the doe to other people. Um, so, in a few months, Paraben Labs was able to narrow it down to two siblings, which is not normally how it is. Usually it's like, it's this branch of people until somebody else is able to upload their DNA info and make the net smaller. Um, okay. Okay, back to back to brain. So, okay, uh, so it was they narrowed it down to two siblings, and from there on, police had to figure out which brother it was. Um, to do this, detectives looked at the criminal backgrounds of both brothers. One didn't have any record, while the other did. John Miller had been arrested for harassing women and girls in a parking lot. This wasn't enough to get him on a sex offender registry, so he didn't pop up in the, mm, when they were looking in the eighties. Okay, and also, who knows if that had happened yet, which probably did just because that's how escalation works but anyway oh god sorry no you're good um so police trail him and after weeks of trailing him they finally took samples from his trash to get his dna which for anyone who doesn't know legally if it's thrown away and you put it out to the dumpster for trash men to take you've discarded it it's Mm -hmm. no longer your possession they don't need a warrant for it it's how i got my coffee table just gonna adjust that's what i should have fucking done to begin no (laughs) i have the erectile dysfunction microphone so it it, for the voidlings the microphone was sitting up straight and then just went (laughs) sorry my guy let's try this okay maybe we need to put the testicles on that microphone our podcast testicles me too they're great okay and they they got blue (laughs) maybe if you weren't such a dick you could get laid but here you are (laughs) okay 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 refocus refocus um so this is legal to do so in indiana so long as there's probable cause okay cool fucking I'm going to kill myself. Or, no, I'm not going to do that. Okay. In the trash, they found used condoms that they were able to take and get tested. After three days, tests come back, and the condom matched the previous samples from April's underwear and the condoms from the notes. Uh, Police approached Miller as he was taking groceries out of the back of his car. They asked him for help with... Or, fuck, what? Oh, yes. They asked him for help with the situation and if he would go to the police station with them. He agreed. In the car ride from Grable to Fort Wayne, Miller told the officers that he liked crossword puzzles and police shows. Police got Miller into an interrogation room, read him his rights, and asked if he knew why they had brought him in. He said, April Tinsley. The detectives were surprised that they just brought up her name on his own, which is very promising. And they could tell that, like, okay, this is, he's going to tell us. 
Um, this is going to be one of those Insta confessions. Yeah. Uh, so April 1st, 1988, John Miller was looking for someone to abduct. He was patrolling the neighborhood when he saw April walking. He waited outside of his vehicle for vehicle for her to walk by. And when she did, he grabbed her and brandished a letter opener that looked like a knife. He told her to get in the car and she did so. From there, Miller took April to his trailer in Grable, which was the same tra- trailer that he was still living in when he was caught. Um, uh, he, he killed her, he assaulted her, and then... I, sorry, Brain is remembering a thing that in one source I read where it was the other way around. Um, like... I don't know which one came first. I don't want to fucking know which one came first, but that's there's a possibility that he's even fucking creepier and disgusting than... Anyway. Oh, okay, so... Um, I would almost prefer the murder to yeah. happen first so she would yeah. have had to go through that. Yeah. So, But it's a but situation where both... Both are just Either are just not ideal. Just, no, she should have just been able to go get her umbrella and go home. Uh, okay, okay. Oh, that, mm, my heart. Yeah, it's, uh, I, and I definitely don't want to hear anyone being like, well, she shouldn't have been walking alone. Like, well, people shouldn't fucking take children and hurt them, so. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, no, oh, I lost my place. Fuck, okay, so he waited for the sun to go down, and then after it did, he dumped her body in a ditch along County Road 68 in DeKalb County. When they hadn't found her body in the first day, he had driven back to the scene to see if it was still there. Miller told detectives that he hadn't ever seen April before that day. He just wanted to take a child, and her walking alone was the opportunity that he wanted. He also told them that he wanted to take a child again over the years, even going to the lengths of waiting in neighborhoods and parking lots. Uh, Thankfully, he never got another chance. Because he never got another chance, he didn't kill again, which was surprising for this kind of offender. Um... Also, I'm glad that nobody else got hurt, but uh, to a weird, weird, disgusting man. Okay. Uh, detectives still pressed him on other cases just to be sure, but they couldn't tie him to anything, and he insisted that there weren't any others. Detectives think that part of why he was able to stay hidden for so long is because he was a very private person. He worked the mm-hmm. night shift. He was awkward. He avoided people. Um, he went from work to home and just did that for 30 years. They were still very surprised that Miller's name never came up, even with his handwriting and his unique bread bed spread. Um, it's just one of those, like, you'd think someone would recognize him from that, but... After his confession, he was taken to jail to be held while awaiting trial. Meanwhile, detectives start the very overwhelming task of taking all 30 years of evidence and making sure it was all backed up digitally, digitally and available for trial. Lots of VHS tapes and cassettes that needed to be scanned, etc. So, eventually, Miller takes a deal and he pled guilty to... Whoop, he pled guilty to murder and child molesting. Uh, he was sentenced to 80 years in prison with no chance for appeal. He was 59 at the time, so there's no way that he's ever walking out of there again. The earliest possible date for parole would be July 15th of 2058, which will be almost a week after his 99th birthday. Rod. Rod, you fucking asshole. Okay. (laughs) Um, April's family had originally been hoping for the death sentence, but ended up understanding why the plea deal was made, just because, like, that's that's one of the easiest way to get things done fast, but also, Mm -hmm. 
even if he had been sentenced to death, they can take anywhere from 20 to 30 years to carry out. And, you know, why do that when he can be in Gen Pop and get his teeth kicked in? Mm-hmm. Fuck. All right. And uh, that is the awful fucking case. It, this is one of those things that, like, I, I didn't hear about it until it had been solved. Mm-hmm. But it is something that has always stuck with me. Yeah. Because um, when you think about those things happening, mm-hmm. you don't really think about them happening so close to you. Yeah. You always hear about it happening in another state or another city somewhere, either more populated or with some other story attached yeah. to it. Yeah. But when things happen so close to you, it kind of gives a weird It's I don't I don't I don't want to say sobering kind of feeling, but like it's so strange for me. I when I did the notes originally, I had the name of her elementary school, but I just, I kept that out because like, hey, I don't think that's necessary. But like, I grew up very close to there. Mm-hmm. My, fa- I have family that lives blocks away from there. And like, she, you know, lived close enough to walk to school. So like, this essentially happened where I fucking grew up just, you know, yeah, 20 years earlier. Uh, oh, God. And it's just, it's like, it's weird to hear about something like this. And then you see like the streets and you know, mm-hmm. the cities of which it happened. And it just, it, it brings a sort of melancholic heaviness yeah, to the whole thing. So I think that's probably why this hits so hard for home. Yeah. So it hits so, hits home so hard for us. Yeah. Um. Because to listeners, this probably just sounds like another forensic files case solved mm-hmm. type of thing. But for us, it's like this happened here. Mm-hmm. This could have been, you know, friends of family. This could have been like, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend may have known this person. It's because, you know, let's be honest, Fort Wayne isn't really that, that big. Yeah. I mean, it's it's that weird medium it's definitely mm-hmm. not a big city, but it's not small either. But also, yeah. you still run into people at festivals all the time. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Yep. <sighs> it's like, mm, no, leave me alone. <laughs> Please, I'm living my life. Yep, 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 yep. Well, okay, so in the process of that, I made a mushroom and started on another mushroom cap. Because these little mushrooms, if I'm really focused on them, only take about 15, 20 minutes. And I'm making one with rainbow yarn now. And it yeah, kind of looks tie-dye. I love the game. Isn't that cute? I, like a swirl, swirl I started tie-dye. a rubber ducky with that same yarn. I can't remember oh. if I finished it or not, but it it's at least at home in my... Fucking Christ, I'm going to fucking kill you. Not not Tracy, the fucking uh, microphone. I, sorry. I'll have to play with it and see if it needs tightened somewhere. We're just going to... Yeah. That works. <laughs> <laughs> So I have adjusted it so it's just kind of hanging down and I'm looking up at it and I'm like, this looks like it could be a scene in a porn. <laughs> Do you, I don't know if I said it loud enough for you to hear, but the the first time Andrew had us put on headsets and like talk into a microphone just so we could be aware of how it felt mm-hmm. and it was right in my face. I was just like, this reminds me of a dick. <laughs> I mean, microphones are very phallic. <laughs> Especially just in my face, in the mouth area. And I'm like, no, 
No, at least take me out to dinner first, you bastard. Make me my money. <laughs> Wonder how many times I'm going to hit it with my fucking ear again. All right. Okay. Oh, goodness. <laughs> okay. So... Okay. To switch gears uh, from absolutely horrifying to uh, <laughs> <laughs> just because I know your topic in the t- <laughs> <laughs> okay 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 so uh, for full transparency I I have an appreciation for spiders I know that they are crucial to the ecosystem and they eat mosquitoes and they eat unwanted bugs i think they look cool as fuck i love what they do please don't crawl on me that's when i start to panic <laughs> oh just like bad that touch, bad yep. touch bad yep. Uh, yep bad sensory well like i used to not mind them so much so it's really kind of my fault i was hanging out with my dad one on day who's far more afraid of spiders than i will ever be <laughs> okay and uh like this is the kind of man that would actually burn down a shed if there was Jeez. like more than one spider, if there's like a nest of spiders in there. Um, so me being an asshole preteen, um, there was a spider crawling around when he uh, was, I think, picking me up for a weekend because I was one of those kids. <laughs> Child. Of divorced parents got the trauma and Yee. two Christmases. Bum bum. Yeah, that part was kind of cool. I'm not gonna lie. But <laughs> <laughs> um, any hooch, any hooch. Um, so me being an asshole preteen, probably kind of blaming him for the divorce. I decided to pick up the spider I found and throw it at him. <laughs> <laughs> well, it backfired because when I picked it up. And tried to throw it. It latched on with its face and bit oh. my finger. And it latched on with its face. <laughs> so it's my own fault. Karma got me. Mother Nature got me back. And if it makes any better for the voidlings that enjoy spiders and have an appreciation for insects in, in general, it lived. <laughs> Yay! Um. So. And as you can probably tell by now, I try to tell some sort of mini story behind each topic I uh, talk about. So today, I'm going to be discussing the Japanese yokai, the, and I really hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, uh, the Jorogumo. And uh, so basically, for those of you who don't know, um, what a yokai is, um, it's basically a class of cryptids and spirits, uh, mostly malevolent from what I've seen and read. Uh, they're more so kind of the stuff of the legends, like what we have here in the States, we have uh, the Mothman, the Big Feats. Those are our examples of what a yokai would be with like Japanese culture um, or note. linguistics. Sure. Yeah. I, I Googled. Jorogumu pronunciation. Would you like to hear what howtopronounce.com has to say? Sure. <laughs> All right, phone. So I think I'm saying it right. I, cl- Gorogumo. Gorogumo? I think so. <laughs> Somebody gave it a negative four rating. <laughs> <laughs> you can rate these I don't like that pronunciation. Negative four. <laughs> I don't understand. 
supposed to be like a helpful interruption, not a <laughs> shit show. <laughs> well, anyway. I, I, I hope it is correct. I'm going to keep to saying uh, Jorogumo. Okay. Because I'm pretty sure that that's where everywhere I found, like, said. Okay. But. <laughs> Somebody gave it a negative four. Okay. <sighs> All right. So. I found this really cool website that is uh, solely dedicated to lore of yokai. It's it's literally yokai.com, uh, Y-O-K-A-I.com, if you want to go check that out. Um, this is the information that I found from there uh, in reference to the Jorogumo. The translation of Jorogumo means entangling bride. Alternatively, whore spider. <laughs> That's a sex worker spider. Thank you. <laughs> oh, ow. Oh, God. We're both clumsy tonight. Um, its habitat is uh, cities, towns, rural areas, forests, and caves. And its diet is young, viral men. <laughs> I think I said that wrong. This is a... I mean, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything. Viral. Because, Vir- I, I, I think it's viral. Viral. Yeah. Viral. Only men who are viral. <laughs> so watch out, TikTokers. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm laughing because my brain went to someone's made porn about this. <laughs> There's a hentai somewhere that's instead of tentacles, it's a spider lady. Oh, no, probably. I would not be surprised. I. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. I mean, wanna, I'm sure there's a Dark Souls boss that's a spider lady. I'm sure. Uh, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I want to talk about it. It's okay. gross. It's okay, gross. She has a wrinkly on. butt. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it. Well, well, one day my butt's going to be wrinkly. Then what, Tracy? Am I- <laughs> your butt will still be cute. It's the spider. It's because it's the spider. Okay. Like it's it's not just wrinkly, it's lumpy. I'm just, so lumpy. I'm just, I'm just making anyway, it worse. Moving on. Um, <laughs> I can't fap to this. She has a lump. <laughs> anyway, I only slept four hours last night. Can't you tell? <laughs> it's okay. I slept five. Oh, so one, I got one extra, but you know. Fuck yeah, sleep for me. Um, okay. So the diet is, uh, young, young men. Um, young, hot, sweaty, young, hot, sweaty, you know, uh, climbing up the mountain, training, (laughs) dripping in sweat, shirtless type of whole, whole thing (laughs) to set the scene. I need somebody to draw spider porn. It doesn't have to be like full on porn, but I need like smut. Give smut. us some Give spider some, smut. I want to see smut. I want pictures of spider smut. <laughs> okay. Anyway, men. Men. So its appearance in Japan, some spiders are known to possess amazing supernatural powers. Uh, one of these is the Jorogumo. Mm-hmm. I have to burp. No. Uh, there we go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh my God. It just sounded like you were dying, like a, like you've been stabbed, and you went. Ugh. I'm sorry. It's okay. 
Whew, we're right. going to make it through this. Sorry, Andrew. Oh, he hates us. <laughs> One of these is the Jaragumo, known as the Golden Orb Weaver in English. Uh, the Jaragumo is the most well-known arachnid yokai and found all over Japanese uh, archipelago except for the northern island of Hokkaido. Uh, their body size averages between two and three centimeters long. This is the actual spider, not the monster. Okay. Um, because it's based off of a real spider. (laughs) (laughs) But they can grow much larger. Uh, some are massive enough to catch and eat small birds. Mm, I hate spiders. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So they're renowned for their size. They're vivid, beautiful colors. I don't know why they call them beautiful. I, okay, so colors are, can be beautiful, but on a spider, it turns gross. See, I don't. I, I really like Like I don't. I like looking at spiders. I like watching them make their webs. Like they're cool as fuck. I watch I, a YouTube video. They can stay away. That's fair. I can respect that. <laughs> I'll go outside and enjoy nature, and you look at the screen and enjoy nature. Yay. And then we'll switch whenever things get weird. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So uh, they're, and well, they also make really large and strong webs that they weave. Uh, The quote unquote beautiful Jaragumo are also famous for the cruel destruction they wreak on young men. So this is going into the yokai rather than the actual spider. Okay. Um, Written with modern kanji or kanji. I think it's kanji. Kanji? Kanji sounds better. I've I've heard kanji. I yeah, don't. I think it's kanji. Uh, their name means entangling bride. Uh, however, these characters were added much later to cover up the original meaning of the Jorogumo, which we already talked about, which is, quote unquote, horse spider or sex worker spider, <laughs> as we like to call her. I do like entangled bride. <laughs> entangled bride is really cool. It's very poetic. Um, so in regard, regards to behavior... Um, the Jaragumo lives, uh, a solitary lot, solitary lives of both as spiders and as yokai. When a golden orb weaver reaches 400 years of age, this is the lore behind it. Uh, so when a golden, uh, orb weaver, 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 <laughs> it's contagious, uh, reaches 400 years of age, it develops magical powers and begins to feed on human prey instead of insects. Jorgumo makes their nests in caves, forests, or empty houses in towns. They possess a cunning intelligence and have a cold heart. They see humans as nothing more than insects to feed on. They are skillful deceivers and powerful shapeshifters, usually appearing as young, sexy, stunningly beautiful women. Ooh, woo. <clears throat> Uwu senpai. So, in terms of interactions, uh, as uh, stated before, their favorite prey are handsome young men looking for love or other favors. <laughs> uh, when a Jorogumo Stan Pines, is that you? Stan Pines. Oh my god! Yeah. <gasps> I just realized that's what she is. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Cool. Gravity Falls. For those who are wondering. Just <laughs> watch it. It's also it's so fucking good. Okay. It's good. It's good. <clears throat> um, <laughs> or other favors. No. <laughs> um, when a Jorgumo spots a man that she desires, she lures him into her home with promises of affection. 
Mm-hmm. Affection. <laughs> Is that what he kids are calling it these days? Affection. Affection. Uh, Netflix and chill, and I'm going to eat your face off. <laughs> Uh, he is never seen again. Dragumos spin silk threads strong enough to ensnare a grown man so he cannot escape. They also have powerful venom that can slowly weaken a man day by day, allowing the spider to savor her victim's long and power- painful death. Oh, mm-hmm. She likes to savor that shit. Uh, the Dragumo can control other lesser... That's just... Ugh. I can't. Okay. The Jorogumo can control other lesser spiders, even employing fire-breathing spiders to burn down the homes of any suspicious meddlers. Okay. I know. I'm just like, oh, that's horrifying. No, thank you. You should, um, ADHD brain moment, you should look up Anansi sometime. Anansi? Yeah. It's a spider god trickster kind. I, my brain is definitely thinking of, like, Neil Gaiman and his books that he wrote, um, being American guns and Nazi boys. Uh. <coughs> I found a soccer player named Natasha Nazi. <laughs> I'm gonna send you the spelling. Okay, Wait, cool. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about this later. And yes. I'm, I keep interrupting. I have not taken my meds today, so I'm just like, <laughs> brain, what's that? Any hooch. Sneezing in three. Nope. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. The Jorogumo can control lesser spiders, uh, even employing fire-breathing spiders to burn down the homes of any suspicious meddlers. They are such skillful predators that the Jorogumo can operate like this for years and years, even in the middle of a busy city. Oh, dear God. Mm-hmm. They pile up hundreds of desic... Des- Desecrated? Desecrated. I, I copy pasted this from so this is an exact uh excerpt from yokai.com so I think they meant desecrated but I have down here desiccated so if if that's another word awesome the English is a growing changing language but I'm pretty sure it means desi, desi, now I don't even know desecrated <laughs> piling up hundreds of skeletons of foolish young men <laughs> So, uh, that's kind of like the TLDR of the lore of the Jorogumo. Uh, there's some other information I found that was really interesting. Uh, one of these was from, uh, something called Yokai Street, uh, talking about, you know, the, uh, spider woman. So, uh, so one of the things about the golden orb weaver, again, is that they can eat and catch small birds. Um, so there's a lot of art that I've come across that have uh, the this particular yokai dress in like traditional uh, Japanese garb, like the the very long flowing mm-hmm. kimonos. Um, and a quote from Yokai Street states that uh, Toriyama Seken's a depiction in the I'm gonna say this wrong and I'm so sorry in the Gazu Hiyaki. Yagyo, uh, the Jorogumo is portrayed as a woman with the legs of a spider protruding from her back, uh, which each of which controls another spider, fire bre- another smaller fire breathing spider. <laughs> Fucking fire breathing spiders, which, dude. Like, your dad on- doesn't need your stepdad doesn't need to burn down the fucking 
house you can have the spiders do it themselves exactly so i found a picture to put on our instagram it's really cool it's in uh japanese traditional art and there's like this tree going up on the left side of it and you see this uh japanese woman in a long flowing kimono and there's spider legs coming out of her back and each attached to each one of them on um on a web is spiders that are breathing fire (laughs) so it's, it's actually it's in terms of art, it's really cool. Um, so there are two well-known stories that I found that are really interesting. And I know I'm going to be pronouncing a lot of things wrong. Um, anime has only taught me so much. <laughs> Were those cringe fuckers that everybody in Japan hates? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so any Japanese listeners, I am very sorry. I'm white and stupid. I'm white and stupid. <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was fucking good anyway uh yeah cheers to being white and stupid Woohoo! um so the first one is uh the okay the tonoi the ton the ton the tonoi gusa legend uh the first recording of the jorogumo is in the tonogusa the story, Things That Ought to be Pondered Even in Urgent Times, describes a young samurai who encounters a beautiful young woman around the 19 or 20 years of age carrying a child in her arms. The woman, pointing at the samurai, tells the child, Him there surely is your father. Go forth and be embraced. However, the samurai realizes that the woman is not what she seems and attacks her, slashing her with his blade whereupon she escapes into the attic of the house. The next morning in the attic, all they found is the corpse of a giant Joro spider, one or two uh, shaku long, which is about uh, 0.3 to 0.6 meters, um, along with the body of the victims it had already murdered and oh eaten. Oh my god. Yep. So samurai warriors like, nope, I see your shit. He's like, no, I'm a virgin. Then there is the uh, the Tahe. (sighs) Okay. The Tahe Hyakumu no Gutari legend. Um, So there's this person named uh, Magoroku. He's tricked by the uh, uh, Jorogumo. So the second mention of the Joro spider as a yokai in this uh, kind of same stories, uh, he was resting in his veranda when just as he was about to fall asleep, a matronly woman about the uh, around 50 years of age appeared before him. She told him that her daughter liked. I don't know why that's there. So I, this is another thing I uh, found off of a, a website. And um, I think some of the English is a little bit off because it says her daughter liked with Magakuro. So um, uh, she told him that her daughter liked Magakuro and asked him to visit her estate. There, her daughter, a 16-year-old girl, confessed her love to him and asked him to marry her. As Megakuro was already married, he refused her. However, the girl insisted, saying that although Megakuro had almost killed her mother two days ago, still, she her love stayed true, and thus he could not reject her feelings. 
Uh, he was really confused by his words, uh, so he escaped the woman's estate and vanished as he ran away. He found himself laying back in his veranda as if having just awoken from a dream. His wife told him that he had been sleeping there the entire time. However, Magakuru... This is hard. Magaroku looked up, and above him in the eaves, a small Joro spider was weaving a web. Seeing the spider, he remembered an event from two days before. At that time, he had chased the spider from his home. He indeed almost killed it, leaving him to wonder about the identity of that mother and daughter. Spooky. Spooky, spooky. Spooky, spooky. All right, so I lied. I don't have two stories. I have three. (laughs) So I've got another one here for you. This is probably one of the most... I lied. I have five. Holy shit. I I have a lot. So it's like, here's the lore. Here's some spooky stories with this one. Um, So this one is probably the most famous of uh, stories with the Jorogumo. So this is the mistress of Joran Falls. Uh, the Jorokumo is often associated with the locations of waterfalls, in particular the Joran Falls of Aizu. Uh, Aizu in, in, in the uh, Shizuka Prefecture. Uh, they have many legends about a spider woman who is a mistress of the waterfall. The original legend says that as a man rested by Joran Falls, he felt a sticky web clinging, clinging to his leg. He pulled, a spider, he pulled the spider web off his leg and stuck it to a tree stump instead. The Jorogumo then dragged the stump into the water and beneath the falls. Oh, don't, I don't like water things. <laughs> so after this event, the villagers avoided the falls. However, a woodcutter who was unaware of the story tried to cut trees in that area. He dropped his axe into the pool below the falls. When he tried to get his axe back, a woman appeared and gave it back to him telling him he must never tell anyone about what he saw. Unfortunately, he soon forgot her words, and one day, after drinking too much, he spoke of his adventure. After he fell asleep that night, his body was pulled outside by an invisible string. The next day, the villagers found his corpse floating in the water below Joran Falls. Uh, There is a second version of this story that says the woodcutter fell in love with a woman he met by the falls, and he went to see her every day, but his body grew weaker and weaker with every visit. Um, so the Osho, or a Buddhist priest of one of the local temples, suspected that he was being enchanted by the Jorogumo, who was the mistress of the falls. Um, on the man's next visit, the Osho accompanied him to chant sutras. When a spider thread wrapped around the woodcutter, the Osho let out a great shout, and the thread vanished. Despite knowing that the woman he loved was a Jorogumo, the woodcutter pers- persisted, uh, asking the local Tengu, which is... Um, Another type of yokai, I believe. It's a type of, I want to say spirit. Okay. And you look up on that. Uh, asking the local Tengu of the local mountain for permission to marry her, the Tengu refused. Uh, so the woodcutter ran to Joran Falls, where he was entangled in spider silk, pulled beneath the water, gone forever. So those are the two versions of the woodcutter. So he either ran his mouth or fell in love. I hope he fell in love. At least he died happy. <laughs> All right. So last story about Jorah Gumos. This is the ghost spider of the Kashikoi Abyss. At the uh, 
Kashibuchi Ravine in Sendai, people tell a surprisingly similar legend about woodcutters using tree stumps as decoys to avoid being pulled in by the water by a Jorogumo. However, this legend, uh, once the log is pulled in the water, a voice can be heard saying, uh, Kashikoi, Kashikoi, or Clever, Clever. Uh, since the name uh, Kashikobuchi literally translates to Clever Ippus, some people speculate that this legend is the origin of the ravine's title. Uh, the Jorogumo in uh, Kashikobuchi is worshipped as a preventer of waterborne disasters with shrines, tori, and monuments, which tori are like those, uh, you know, those gates that... Uh, kind of in the middle of pathways, they have like that curve arch yes. at the top. Those are Tory gates. Okay, that's cool as hell. Um, and uh, monuments in the area graved with the words approximate translation spider's ghost. Um, another legend from uh, the Kashikobuchi area says that a man named Genbi met a beautiful woman who was actually a shape-shifted eel that lived at the bottom of the Kashikobuchi ravine. She was going to be attacked by the Jorogumo, so she asked uh, Genbi to help her defend herself. Uh, Genbi agreed, but on the night of the attack, he was too afraid to go out, so he stayed hidden in his house instead. The defenseless eel lost her battle with the Jorogumo, and Genbi died of insanity. So, moral of the story... Keep your fucking promises. Keep your promises and always help eels. <laughs> always help eels. So that's what I have for you about Jorogumos today. Um, I like the first few episodes, I like always tried to ask questions. But at the time of writing this, I was still long term substituting. So I wrote in my notes, uh, this long term sub position is draining me of asking questions. So I'm just going to leave it at that. And I still hate spiders. I still hate spiders. Um. In terms of uh, what I will discuss is uh, in terms of like, I kind of go over, do I subscribe to it? Do I think it's real? For these ones, I feel like it's a lot of legends. Um, I feel like there might have been some sort of lady in the woods with a bunch of spiders in her house that maybe murdered a man maybe that's where it came from ah sorry we're some clumsy bitches tonight um i don't i mean one of the things i struggle with in general is that some of these things could have been real long ago mm -hmm. so maybe i don't i don't know that's the thing with my side of this podcast is that there's a lot of things that could be, but we're not entirely sure. There are definitely some things out there I 100% subscribe to. Like, yeah, I believe in that. Like, um, I 100% believe in Wendigos. Um, and, but with Jorogumos, I'm not quite sure. Um, I tend to, I tend to go off maybe feeling or um, even experience or other people's experiences. And um, my best friend lives in Arizona and she works a lot at the uh, parks there. And she also works a lot with uh, natives and um, they, you know, tell her a bunch of stories about, you know, when to go skinwalkers, what have you and about their experiences. Let's, um, sorry, I, <laughs> I bring this up just because I 
just listened to a podcast talking about it, how um, a lot of native listeners don't like when oh. yeah, just because it'll it can attract them it can that's be true very, that's um, true i i can't think of the right words but i we need a code name for them yeah so yeah way, so that's uh, what we're referencing but we're not saying it and we don't want to freak anyone out yeah like i'll i'll mention it first and i try to because i've heard that too yeah because the more you the more you use its name the more power you give it yeah um Tracy's playing with the balls. <laughs> and I, I twisted them up so they're like spinning on their own. That was, that was definitely like a, I'm playing with this while I'm thinking because that's how the brain do. But yeah, but it just happens hit. to be the testicles. Um, <laughs> let's add that to, so let's make a list of trigger warnings that we can refer to whenever something is awful. And then let's make a list of like, we know not to say the, call these things by name. So we're going to call them this instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Because that's that's that is one thing that is one creature I 100% subscribe to. Um, I am planning to reach out to Andra and uh, seeing if she can get um, a couple of her uh, native friends to maybe share some of their stories or their experiences. Because uh, I know a lot of them have a lot of experiences. Probably be cool as hell. I know, right? I, see, because I always I hear things. Like, Don't whistle uh, in the dark. Don't whistle in the dark outside. Okay, good to know. Don't whistle in the woods. Good to know. Um, definitely good to know. Holy shit. Um, so I, I know like uh, Morbid will do a lot of listener tales, and I've heard some mm-hmm. listener tale experience. I would love to hear it from the person itself, just because yes. I, that feels more authentic to me. Yeah. Um, not to say that somebody writing it down isn't authentic, but if I got to hear it from like this person who not only experienced this thing, but also grew up with the culture Mm -hmm. and knows about this thing like i would fucking love to hear that yeah exactly and um i'm hoping like maybe we can like once we really get the ball rolling on this i'm hoping for some listener stories like maybe there's some listeners out there that um like escaped like the real life horror of like either kidnapping or had some ghosty things and then some ghosty things of course um but we'll have like an episode that's just listener personal stories. Um, I f- f- many it feels like many episodes ago, but really it was just three episodes ago. Um, time isn't real. Time isn't in the real. podcast space. Uh, yeah, uh, if you, if anybody wants to send something in, it's the the email is um, darkyarnists at gmail dot com because I figured that'd be the easiest to send it. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah, Gmail is the best. Uh, so you can also find the information on our Instagram, also Dark Yarnis, uh, D-A-R-K-Y-A-R-N-I-S-T. S. S. It's plural. Yarnis. I never know how to say that out loud. Fucking Christ. Okay. All right. So that is our episode for the day. Stay creative, stay spooky, and don't get killed. Um, Remember, kids. Shit, I can't remember what I've said in previous ones that got deleted and what I've said in uh, the ones that... So you know what? Remember, kids, um, there's enough pectin in an apple and a lemon occurring naturally that you don't need to add pectin to make your jams. Oh, I, I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I don't have any real life advice. I just have food advice. One day I'll have real life advice. For now, I'm just fucking brain dead from 
the last year or two of existence. Oof. Anyway, we and love remember, you. kids, if you're still in high school or middle school, treat your substitutes Fucking better. Fucking Christ! Ah! You little shits! <laughs> Yeah, treat treat your substitutes better. I'm human. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get paid enough for your bullshit. <laughs> Not me hoping one of my students will hear this one day and be like, "She sounds familiar." Oh shit! I just I just remember <laughs> you telling me about the dude that ran into it, <clears throat> Bride, and he went, "Oh, this is cool," and you said, "Oh, thanks, person." And they went, oh, "Miss Bell." Yep. <laughs> Yep, they were one of my students, and uh, they were like, oh, wow, this is so cool. And this was a student that didn't like me because I called them out on their shit. They kept leaving the classroom early before the bell rang. So, of course, I wrote them a referral, as one does, because you don't do that shit. Um, (laughs) um, And they also, I caught them cheating on their assignments multiple times. I'm just like, "Uh uh-uh. No, you're not shit. gonna. You're not gonna get credit for someone else's work. I'm not gonna let someone else's hard work get you a grade you didn't work for. Fair. Sorry, not sorry. Like, if you want to do the work, fine. I'm like, I feel so old saying this shit. I get it. I've been <laughs> there before, but like, look, I get it. I get it because let's be real. Public education has failed the majority joke. of the fucking population. <laughs> not all of us learn the same way, and so fuck it, dude. I. D- do what you need to do. Don't get fucking caught. Like, and don't be a shithead to your teachers. Like, yeah, like, like seriously, like we, they're just they're just trying to do a job. Half of them are fucking miserable because they wanted to make a difference, and now everything just fucking sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> when I'm trying to take fucking attendance and I can't hear the people right in front in front of me, and I tell you to be quiet, and a twelve year old shouts out, "Suck my dick!" I'm like. <laughs> want to go i want to go die not really but it makes me want to feel those feelings and it makes me just want to go on some video games and kill some things whenever whenever you text me i try to be understanding i'm like look somebody just probably has a really hard home life and this and this and that but at the same time stop taking it out on people that don't deserve it yep Okay. okay like don't take out your trauma on me i get it I went through that shit too. You're young. You don't get it. You don't. You don't understand that. You know, there's more to this world than you. But you guess what? There is. <laughs> and <laughs> this has been therapy hour with Tracy and Krista. Our stitching bitch. <laughs> join us next week if we. We probably. I'm not working much next week. So join gonna, us next week. We're gonna figure this out. For as if it's gonna matter because the, the the next episode is just gonna come out when it's scheduled to come out and we're gonna be like who are we anymore I don't know how many have we recorded it's year twenty twenty five fuck me dude <laughs> all right well that's enough screaming we love you stay safe stay safe be kind. yes be uh, kind all right. especially to your teachers. Mm-hmm.